welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand Chum, bearded legend, commentary driving on Wednesday night, yep. Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Orient Outlook podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. And as always, start with a quick update on the Twitter activity. We've now got over 1,340 uh, Twitter followers, which still uh, amazes both of us absolutely, um, absolutely. To, to this day. But we still feel there are probably more Orient fans out there. We know there's more globally out there. Um, so if you're listening to this in uh, France, the Dominican Republic, Canada, USA, the Far East, which we know you do because yep. we have um, Big Brother data that tells us <laughs> that, um, you know, get following, um, even if you've got a passing interest. Uh, or friends have got a passing interest, spread the word. Um, as always, uh, include at or in Outlook, which is our Twitter handle um, for retweets and, and conversation. Uh, and we're also on Instagram, Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. And you can also drop us an email, uh, as people have done in yeah. the past few days, Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. Com. So episode 31 uh, went out last week and thank you for listening to that, decent listening figures again and a few re- reviews we had, um, firstly from at Valencia underscore Orient who said great podcast again, have to state the obvious but other teams results do not matter, we have to win games as simple as that. At ID 81 says great pod ag- again, uh, like when it's longer, always an honest assessment, every game is a big game now, believe and support. Yeah, nice yeah, comment, yeah. absolutely. At Nick Clark Ailes. So listen to the latest issue. I love taxi, and don't worry. At the beginning and end of the pod, we can do it. Yeah, so lots nice of positivity pods. out there. Very nice. So just to recap on what's happened over the past uh, seven days since our last podcast. Um, although it's not Orient related directly, uh, Notts County sacked their manager Sean Derry and his assistant. Uh, Greg Abbott, who, as many will know, spent a long time up at Carlisle United, uh, as they. Uh, plunged further towards the relegation zone. I think the club felt that it would be on better standing if they got rid of him and put in a, another manager. So the obvious reason why we're mentioning it is could this sacking have an effect on the O's final placing? Yeah, quite potentially, quite potentially. And in a bizarre season already for the O's, gets even more bizarre. Yeah. Um, with the news that we, uh, well, we, Leighton Orient Football Club, terminate their sponsorship deal with 666BET after the UK Gambling Commission temporarily suspend the online licence of their licensee Metro Play Limited. Um, the club went on to say they will make an announcement later in the week in regards to the shirt, and obviously That's we'll happened. cover that later, but yep. a bizarre season gets even more bizarre with the, t- with the club. I heard the, the the owner of that business is, is up for fraud or fraud investigations. Yep. So obviously, you can't operate a gambling licence if you're up, up for that sort of stuff. So it's just been suspended, yep. but obviously we can't we can't have involvement with that. So moving on to Tuesday, there was a development uh, league game. I think it was the final one, actually, which Lloyd James uh, was involved in uh, for an hour yep. um, as part of his injury recovery. Unfortunately, the team lost 3-1 to Portsmouth, Sam Ling scoring our consolation goal from a Harry Lee corner. But, you know, in the development... Games, it is about uh, progress, it's not always about the yeah, result. So, absolutely good to see. Ling. I think we were bottom of that league actually, but no, it's by the by. Yeah, no, absolutely. 25th of March started. Yeah, your birthday. Happy birthday. How was Steve. it? It was good. Lazy day. Yeah, 35 years old. Yeah, nice. Bang on. Bang on. Also, my news was overtaken by the fact that uh, 15 new cycle <laughs> stands have been installed at Brisbane Road, meaning wow. fans can lock their bikes outside the ground while watching the match. 
Um, it's going to be one of those events that you'll always know where you were and what you were doing at the time that that was announced, Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Like, like right. when, when uh, JFK got shot, everyone knows where they were. <laughs> you know what I mean? But where were you when the news went out that we were installing cycles? Cycles, then? yeah. I've never seen anyone cycle touring. I've got to be honest, I barely see anyone cycle down Leighton High Road. Maybe it's time of day I'm going down there, but... But fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Also, on Wednesday the 25th of March, Fabio, Fabio Liverani was spotted at the England Under-20 match versus Mexico's Under-20s at Barnet's new ground, The Hive. And that started off a few rumours with the loan window being the morning after we were going to sign an England Under-20 international. Yeah. But that didn't um, materialise. Materialise. It's good that he's out watching, yeah, absolutely. watching talent. Absolutely. Scouting, you know, and if he's scouting the Under-20s, has some good good players in there. So, yeah. so fair play to him. Yeah. Uh, leads us on to the 26th of March, uh, the day of the loan window deadline um, at 2pm, I think, around about. It was announced that Charlie Granger was going back to Farnborough until the end of the season. He's been there a couple of times previously and always got recalled due to goalkeeping injuries. Yeah. Um, good move for Charlie, good first-team experience. We've met him. Yeah. Top chap, good, good lad. Good lad, yeah, good and ho- lad. And hopefully you get some first-team football down there and do well. Yeah. And also, just after 5pm, when everyone thought our business was done, um, the club announced that we have signed Jake Taylor on loan from Reading until the end of the season. Um, great signing, 23-year-old. Can play either centre-mid um, or on the wing, and he's played 26 games in the Championship this season, scoring on three occasions. Great signing. For me, signing. that's fantastic. He's played 26 yeah. games out of, what, we on 38, 39? Yeah. Or what, what are they, on 36 maybe in the in the... In the championship, give or take. Yep, and he's um, playing for Wales as well. Yes, yeah, so good sign. Really there. good stock that. Fabio said about him. Jake is a very good player and is a good option for us because he can play wide or central. Yeah, we've watched him a number of times in the championship for Reading this season and are happy to have been able to bring him in. And he will add something different to what we already have available to us. Which is what Fabio has always said. There's no point just signing someone for the sake of signing someone. They've got to be different and better than what we already have. So someone who's played 26 games in the Championship this season, not last season or the one before, yeah. you know, this season. And from my understanding is Steve Clark was quoted as saying, you know, it's good for him to go out and get some, yeah, it some was game quite time. Nice quite about him. It was quite complimentary about him. And it was also good knowing that Fabio knew that he was losing McEnough and Hedges and that he's only got one winger with them two out of the squad. So he's and, gone Cox, and he's gone and got someone who can play yeah. on the wing, which was good to see because otherwise yesterday probably most likely would have been Pritch. Yeah. Had we not had Taylor, so yeah, I agree. So, so good to see, good signing for us, and hopefully he can do well. Absolutely. Also on Thursday, another example of the great work that late night do in the community. Um, so well done to Howard Gould and his team. Uh, Shane Lowry and Desena went to Henry Maynard's school, uh, and at the same time, Josh Wright and Pritchard went to Chinkford C of E school to take part in a Q and A with pupils. So yeah, good, great work. Yeah, and I think the the uh, the uh, East Stand was packed out uh, for the game yesterday with with kids as well. I, I think Fair for play. low schools and, and a couple of others as well. So yeah, it's fantastic. I think with West Ham about to move into Olympic Stadium, or we've got to start targeting schools in the local area. Absolutely, giving away free tickets and getting young kids engaged with the club. And you know, fair enough. They get they get our support with that. And, That's know. absolutely right. And we have to do that. So then on Friday, um, the twenty seventh of March, in a stroke of luck, we found we found out at about quarter past half past one. <laughs> uh, bearing in mind the club were due to announce uh, what was going on in place of the six 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 bet logo, um, we found out um, that the club were going to be putting the Somme Clapton Orient badge on the shirts in place of the 666 bet logo. And it was confirmed by the club at two o'clock on the website with a picture of Nathan Clark wearing said amended shirt. Yeah, we can't reveal our sources and we won't <laughs> tell. Um, We're not kissing tellers. It like was that. an amazing stroke of luck how we found out. And we didn't want to kind of break the news. So we kind of hinted that we knew, we kind of hinted 
as we were well, we were quite blatant, though. It yeah. was like, apparently, you know. Yeah. But, no, um, yeah. but Tom Jeffs, head of commercial, said, Leighton Orient Football Club is steeped in history and I'm absolutely delighted to be able to incorporate the Son badge on the first team and replica shirts for the remainder of the 2014-15 season. Yep. Steve Jenkins, who's chairman of the O's Son Memorial Fund, said, As the country continues to commemorate the centenary of the Great War, so many supporters have been asking me over the past 12 months or so if the badge was going to be included on the kit. Consequently, it makes me feel so proud to see the O's Somme badge now emblazoned on Leighton Orient's shirt, particularly as we are fast approaching the anniversary of Clapton Orient's last game before going on to serve en masse in the Footballers' Battalion. I have to say, reading that out, it's just put hairs on the back of my neck. Yeah, absolutely. Made, made them stand up. Absolutely up. great move absolutely by the club. Absolutely poignant and, and, and fantastic that they've done that. And you've got to say, a big well done to Mr Bichetti for sorting it out because they obviously would have had to go through him. So, you know, obviously he's aware of the kind of history the club so, has yeah. with. And it obviously puts the club in a good good frame of mind with the supporters it's yeah. good to see good positivity Connecting. back yeah. and, and led well into um, which has been often criticised during Absolutely. the course of the season we also got a tweet on Friday from LOFC Transfer so I had a quick question um, maybe you can mention it in the next podcast which is what we're doing now new banner back at the south stand what are your ideas so obviously we sit there and there's a, an empty banner at the moment because um, the enslaved we trust was there yeah Maybe Francesco Bichetti would just have a mural painted of himself. <laughs> or a big like Italian. With a crown and, a, and one of those real sort of posh yeah. capes on at the back with a, a chalice or something Possibly. like that. Possibly. If you get any ideas, let us know. It's a good question, actually. There's loads of different options that the club could look at. Um, so, yeah, an interesting, an interesting question there. So, thanks Absolutely. for your question there. Also, then, yep. Yeah, in an interview, Fabio Liverani reveals he thinks we'll need 53 points to be safe. Liverani said, for us, it's nine games. With 14 points, it's possible to stay up. It's an, it is open and we have got a game in hand as well. If we get half the points available, we're safe. It's all in our hands. Unfortunately, it's a very balanced league and I think it will be decided at the very end of the season. For that, I hope you're wrong. Yep. I hope we go to Swindon and it be a meaningless <laughs> game. <laughs> I think all signs at the moment are pointing towards a final game showdown, which is going to be a nightmare um, in terms of nerves and tension. Yeah. But great for the neutral. Great for the neutral. But great for the fans. advertising. Great for the sponsors of the, of the Football League, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Also on Friday, Scott Cuthbert was interviewed and asked for Orient fans to play their part. He said, we've got nine games to go and we've got to stay focused. We've got to take the next game as it comes against Port Vale at home. It's another massive game and hopefully we can get three points. We've just got to work hard like we have been all year. It's been a frustrating season so far. Uh, but the famous three words, we go again on Saturday and try yeah. and get the three points. It won't affect our belief. We're upset and we're low just now, which is natural after such a big game, but we'll dust ourselves down. At the end of the day, we've got 27 points to play for. So there's a lot of points. And if we can get a little run going, then we can be out of trouble. We're only three points off it and it's still not a big ask. Hopefully the crowd will get behind us. I understand they're frustrated, but believe me, we're just as frustrated and upset as they are. And he finished on saying we need their support and they've given us it and we need their backing on Saturday as well. Yeah, which is absolutely... And they got that. I mean, barring the turgid first half, yep. um, you know, they, they, they got that. Yep, so a rallying call for our current captain, yeah. Um, Mr Scotty C. Yep. Which leads us on nicely to yesterday's game. Absolutely. So yesterday, yeah, Port Vale at home. So we had Chizak in goal, no surprises there. No. Um, Sawyer left back. Uh, Baldry, Cuthbert, centre-backs and O'Neill right-back yeah. midfielder Cox on the left wing Bartley and right in the centre and Jake Taylor making his debut on the right-hand side so yeah. good to see that Mooney and Dagnall started 
Subs, Woods, Ramazuzzi, James, Clark, Henderson, Simpson and Plasmati. That's it. So a decent looking team and pretty much an expected lineup. Clark yep. probably we, we felt Clark was unlucky to be yep. dropped. But we think that Fabio Liverani prefers Matt Baldry. Um, great to see Lloyd James on the bench. Also a lot of firepower on the bench. No Desena, which no. we thought was a bit funny. So yeah, well, um, we thought that um, probably slightly harsh if he's been dropped and so has been put in. But you just don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Well, possibly. There was a few reports of people seeing Desena leaving the ground um, just before kickoff, which would suggest he was possibly unhappy. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you're injured, you should stay and support your teammates or... The club that effectively yeah. pays your wages. So well, Lowry was there, yeah, because we saw him turn up yeah. with his wife and or his girl, his partner and the Absolutely. baby. Absolutely. So um, an interesting one there. One to probably keep your eyes on. Yeah, um, but but Fabio Liverani has had arguments with Desaina before. He said that at, I think meet the manager. So it would come as no surprise if there was a disagreement. But thoughts on the uh, on the squad at Michael Shea says how many League One teams can call upon a player as good as Cox as a stand-in? All guns will be blazing and we'll win. I've got to say it, Michael Shea was very confident all week uh, about the winter. So well done to you. At Andy underscore Homer said when was the last time the Muni Dagnall partnership actually worked? Yeah. Yep. At Benny Furlong one Happy with that team, the strong bench. Mooney will score two, I bet £20. Now, if you did that bet, you must be utterly gutted, yeah, Ben. absolutely. Because I'm gutted for you if you did put that bet on. Yep. At John underscore Grove zero one. So I'm just happy Henderson isn't playing. Also hope that centre midfield pair aren't as prone to mistakes as they can be. Also, we had a few Instagram comments coming in. So thank you to F underscore Beavis for his Instagram comment. And there were a few other ones. So, yep, yeah, leave your comments on Instagram. And you know, keep feeding back to us, but they don't copy over as well onto our episode plans, which is why we're not including them <laughs> essentially because we're a bunch of lazy, uh, lazy sods. Uh, at Mike Brown Music says, Worst bench we have fielded this season, I think. James aside, when will Simpson get a start? Strong 11, though, fancy us today. Yeah, at the authentic Gaz agreed with the last comment. I'd like to see Simpson given a start, maybe head of Mooney. Other than that, a good looking 11. Let's win this. So, people's confidence quickly turns to. I have to say that I'm, as as we as we're reading these out, it does occur to me as well that Simpson's probably been given a bit of unfair treatment. He's probably good enough to start, and given how many misses Dagnall has at the moment, and we'll come on to that a bit later because someone else said that it might not be a bad move. I I think Fabio doesn't rate Simpson's highly as what he rates other strikers because I think Simpson's probably fit by now. He's been on the bench for yeah, at least yeah. the last four or five Precisely. weeks. He's come on um, as subs, so maybe he doesn't fancy him. Interesting, mm. interesting. So the match started. Yeah, it was a terrible first 15 minutes. Um, zonal marking at corners, which I hadn't seen before. Or I don't no. seen before. No, um, it's usually mark a man, isn't it? Yeah, no communication at the back. No players chasing down. And Paul Bell were looking really lively on our right-hand side because of Mark Marshall. Um, good question I think you raised. Was Jake Taylor supporting Luke O'Neill enough? Yeah. And is that why Luke Neal was getting more exposed than normal? Because yeah. their, their Marshall guy was just running rings. Having a go, wasn't it? Yeah. So but you'd expect, you'd expect yeah. Taylor to be coming back to help cover. But yeah, great Because Hedges would have done. Yep. Um, then we're looking at Chisat making a great save after a week. O'Neill clearance, a poor clearance. Really actually. good save. Really good save. Fantastic reactive save from the resulting corner. Bad defending leads to a chance for Port Vale, but it got cleared off the line by Gary Sawyer, I believe. Yep, and then it was coming. It was coming a simple ball over the top. Um, and in their man, a tight angle. Slots it in, beats Chizak, good finish. Yeah, Chris Birchall. Maybe Sawyer and Baldry could both look at themselves in that position and say maybe we could have done better. Sawyer um, should have done better. Baldry was the covering centre-back but wasn't anywhere near it. Um, but 
But Sawyer should have done done a lot better, and he shouldn't be beating really Chisak from that angle. Really disappointing. At that point, it was terrible. Confidence was gone. Yeah, the team was looking tired and disinterested. There were basic errors being made all over the pitch, um, lacking effort and desire, sloppy passing. And to be honest, at that point, it was a team who looked like they were in the bottom four. Against and, a team and a one all down, it was like looking like a team who were getting relegated. Yeah, I must say, you know, uh, we, a funny tweet we got from Apple Stains eighty six. Who said he also tweeted Sky Sports as well saying stop putting Bianca Westwood at Leighton Orient, she is a jinx. <laughs> Made us laugh when there was nothing too much to laugh about <laughs> at that point. And Neil Paul Bell should have been two up, shouldn't they? Yeah, because Pope, Pope was put through, uh, but Chisak saved well. It did roll under his arm uh, and was rolling towards the uh, the back of the net, but thank God the pitch uh, had had quite sand. a bit of sand down, yeah. and, and we think that that sort of took the sting out the Definitely. roll, and, uh, uh, and and it was calmly moved, uh, the ball was moved away by, cleared away by Baldry. Yeah. Um, but then Wright played a long ball to Mooney, who controlled it well, actually, um, and, and, and struck the ball from probably well over, or, or, or thereabouts, 30 yards. Um, and it was going into the top corner, but but their keeper just got a hand to it. Um, and I think that was the only time their goalkeeper was really worked in the first half. And and then a, a poor corner from Josh Wright. Yep. Uh, followed that. We livened up in the last few minutes, just before half time. Cox is unlucky. Hit the post from a difficult angle. Uh, we went in one nil at half time. I think the only positive was that it was only 1-0. Yeah, only positive was it was 1-0. It could have been 3 or 4. Really could have. have made some good saves. And we had a decent end of the five minutes towards the half, but we were, only, yeah, we were very lucky to be going down at 1. At Stratis Boy, we had a few tweets at half-time. He said, this is painful watching. No guts, no energy. Team needs to change in at half-time. Thank Duck for Chizak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at Fan Basing, bloody awful. No creativity and headless chickens at the back. Right. Just why? Yep. Right, did have a bad first half, to be fair to him. At Ben, LOFC, um, said, I don't mind losing, but it's this sort of spineless, effortless performance that pisses me off the most. Yeah, fair play. I think a lot of fans were... were I think that's agree. everybody. I think that's a great point. I don't mind Orient losing. They will lose matches. That's, you know... By but as long as we play well. As long as we play well, but... Yeah, putting the effort. So there's no subs at half-time. Surprisingly. And then, so we're going to talk about this now and not at the end. So yeah, we'll one of on the most bizarrest things I think I've ever heard at a football match. So another bizarre honesty. twist to a bizarre season. We're going to call it Henderson Gate. <laughs> That's what we're going to know. Yeah. So, Tanner announcer, go on. Yeah, Phil Oten uh, announced uh, a message from Mr. Bachetti to Darius Henderson. Nice to see you. Or, or shame you didn't turn up on time. Uh, something, a comment of that sort of nature. We didn't actually hear it because we were gas bagging at the time. I kind of heard it and kind of done a double take and someone behind us said, did Dave, you just hear that? Didn't yeah, yeah, Dave came over and yeah. said, that, did you just hear that? Yeah. Um, so uh, at Broadcast Moose said, traffic on the North Cirque today meant at Leighton Orient FC, Darius Henderson didn't get to Brisbane Road until half time. And he was meant to start apparently. I thought we was there much earlier than that. No, a post-match Guardian Orient reported, so we're just taking this from what they put out, saying uh, that Bichetti, it was him who ordered the public tunnel announcement at half-time, yeah. who f- criticising Darius Henderson, uh, who missed a start in a match and was named on the bench in the end, saying he was due to start. But the uh, report said that it was Bichetti's instruction to Phil Oten um, to put out the public message. Phil Oten was quoted as saying, I was told to announce that the president was very angry that he was 45 minutes late. I was perplexed, but I did my duty. It's probably the strangest announcement I've ever made. To be yeah. fair, if you're told something, if, if you told something to do, he's going to say it, isn't he? He's not going to say no. I'm not going to say that, is he? He's going to yeah. go yes, boss. Yeah. Tick the list and put That's it right. out there. Um, so 
when Lib- he when he was asked to react yeah. to the uh, to this bizarre announcement after the three one victory, manager Fabio Liverani said, "I haven't heard it, so I don't make comments on things I haven't heard myself." That's very that's very yeah, uh, that's, well you'd, dodged. You'd expect that. Yep. Of course, it was a disappointment. He was late, but not a problem because it wasn't his fault. I think at this point of the season, we should stick together and not think about other things that can influence the performance of players. I think that's probably a slight dig at Bacchetti there. Um, the Italian added, I haven't heard what was said and especially how it was said because sometimes things can be said in a way that's a joke rather than something more serious. If I was the player and something touched me personally, I'd prove myself on the pitch to show how good my qualities are and that I'm an important player for the squad. He might be trying to cleverly motivate Henderson there. That's quite a good Possibly. quote from Liverani there, yep. Possibly, yeah. I consider Henderson an important player and I'm sure he can help us until the end of the season. We have one month left. And we've only to focus on the positive aspects of the game. Having just read that, it's interesting that he says, I'm sure he can help us until the end of the, the season. season. That's yeah. very interesting. I didn't clock that before. So maybe is, yeah. is, that a, is that just his English in the way it translates? Possibly, or is there more to read into that? But I, I think we're probably barking up a tree that we don't yeah. need to bark up. Henderson, there. who doesn't tweet much, didn't went on to tweet. Interesting, that his Twitter handle is still at Henderson 7 Surely yeah. he should change that now because he's not yeah, number he's 7 anymore. He's got all his followers, isn't he? Um, apologies to everyone involved at LOFC for my late arrival today. A journey that would normally take 40 minutes turned into five hours. Hashtag great yeah, three fair. points. And that, that is what you want from a player. That puts it into perspective. My only only issue with that could be if he was on the North Cirque, yeah. depending if there was anyone else in his car, could he not have just got out and popped onto a station at the Northern Line or Picket- like somewhere and gone in by public transport with the North Cirque? Was it a gridlock? Say he's, say he's yeah. in the car with his wife and his wife can drive the car. So look, I'm going to have to get out of here, otherwise I'm going to be late. I don't know, maybe. Nah, it's a problem when you're on the 406. You're not close to a station at any point. Possibly, possibly. That I can think of. So my thoughts on so. that, another mind-baffling story in a mind-baffling season. Yeah, and I don't think it's really a way for a president to behave. He should have fed that through the uh, through the CEO, um, yep. who then feeds it down to the yep. manager. If he's that angry, dock him a week's wages. It wasn't Henderson's fault. 40-minute journey that took hours is, is really beyond his control. What can you do? Yeah, and it makes the club look like a laugh, laughing stock again. Uh, at the Authentic Gaz, you know, put the question to us saying, what do we think of President Franny criticising players over the town <laughs> at half-time? Smacks of unprofessionalism to me. And I would say, yeah, a lot of people agree with you there, Gaz. Yeah, uh, ever owes to nobody heard it. Our, ta- our tannoy is unintelligible. New levels of transparency in performance appraisals. Yeah, absolutely. So the attendance was announced at 5,623 with 524 away fans. Not, not bad for Port Vale, to be fair. It's no, a bit of a decent miss. home crowd as well. Yeah. Probably so, swelled by the schools, but that's fine. Yeah. Second half. Yeah, so a much better start for, the, uh, for us yeah. in the second half. Better intensity, better pressure on Port Vale, um, which was good. Um, especially when we didn't have the ball, um, which was really, really good to see, I think. Um, yeah. Dagnall produced a great save from their keeper. Dagnall should have scored that. Yeah, uh, We'll come on to it later. Dag- Dagnall ru- He's been runs, unlucky, yeah. isn't he? He's been unlucky, but maybe should have scored that. Keep done well to save it, but those chances should be bread and butter for someone like Daggers. Yeah. Um, Dagnall then gets a one-on-one with their keeper. Um, he chooses to go to the right of the keeper and is brought down uh, for a penalty. Uh, their goalkeeper, uh, Chris Neal, gets a red card. Um, it's a straight red card. Um, to be fair, I thought it was a red card. It, it was close enough in the box that had Dagnall gone round him, even though he was going away from goal, he would have had an easy tap-in. So, red card. Yeah. Um, and a game-changing moment. And a bit of a fiasco for the next five minutes with Port Vale getting ready to make their sub. Everyone was just standing around. Remember, it was yeah, quite a, good, a long good delay. Five, six minutes. Mooney had the ball in his hand, so you knew Mooney was going to take it. Um, so then he steps up as he usually does takes a little bit of a run up yeah, and then you know what's coming 
knew that was coming. Mooney, cool as ice, typical Moon, slots it into the bottom corner. One all. Well taken penalty. Well taken penalty at that point, changes the game. But the whole perception of the game, they've just gone down to 10 men. We yep. equalised, and great to see. Yep. Straight after that, another attack. And then their keeper saved well from Mooney, who kind of, it was quite slow, and their keeper gets hand to it. Ball rolls out to Dagnall, he's in the six yard box, kind so of going away from goal, but he's two yards out and he hits the post. He should really score that. I don't know if we'd be an extra critical Dagnall tonight, but he should have really, really scored yeah. that. Um, a tight angle, to be fair, stays at 1 all. But not much longer to wait. Um, we get a throw in, Sawyer gets a cross in, Taylor heads it back across goal. Uh, and that man making his debut, I believe, unfortunately slices it into his own net. Yeah, yeah. And we turn it around and we lead 2 1. We yeah. don't have a foreign commentator about our own goal. We might have to get one of those in. <laughs> well, we haven't really needed to. Yeah, it was Neil Collins who um, inadvertently put in. He was trying to clear it by the looks of it, but he got his leg up um, and, and actually pushed it into the goal for us. So we haven't had that sort of luck all, at all this season. Yeah. So that was that was absolutely fantastic. Great to see. And at that point, we were running rings around him. We really we, were. The yeah. crowd were loud. The players wanted the ball. It was a complete, almost different contrast. team. Yeah. Absolute contrast. You know, brilliant to see. And Cox really should have made it three one, but kind of scuffed his shot just inside the box, and their keeper made a made a straightforward save. Yeah, Clark made a bit of a crunching tackle earlier in the half, um, so he was replaced by Nathan Clark. O'Neill, so, you mean? O'Neill got done, Clark. So O'Neill got. O'Neill, yeah, yeah O'Neill. I think that was his own own doing, really, because I don't think he should have made that sort of a challenge, which I think I said at the time. Yeah, yeah you did. Uh, but Clark comes on to replace him. He slots in at centre back with um, Scotty Cuthbert moving in at right back. So just a lovely natural shift along. Fantastic. I, I still think that Scotty C looks better at right back. I got to say it. Like he's a better right. He's like an Ivanovic. He's better at right back than his actual position of centre back. Yeah. I have more faith in Scotty C as a right back. Yeah. Although he's a decent centre back, he's a brilliant right back. Yeah. My assessment of Scotty C. Cool. Um, and then uh, Chisat made a great save from a Port Vale uh, free kick, which kept it at 2 1. And then. Yeah, and then, you know, we tapped down the other end. Mooney wins the penalty. Yeah. Um, keeper went the right way. Yeah, it was um, a bit of a soft penalty, that it, wasn't it? I thought it was definitely a penalty because Mooney touches it just before the keeper gets gets his hand to it. But it's the usual thing that we've seen from Dave this season, and he just goes down so softly. Fair play, mate. Like, he, he plays for it and he gets the free kicks he won, and he, he gets the penalty. And I'm not going to complain. Because it's in our favour, but if I was an opposition, oh, I'd mate, say I, that's a proper. I thought penalty. that was a penalty. I thought that was a penalty. Yeah, he played for it. He stepped up. Um, keeper guessed right. It wasn't. It was well hit. It was the first one, and he puts it in the same, same place, place, doesn't he? Yeah. Keeper saved it, and at that point, you're thinking, "Oh bloody hell, come yeah. on!" Um, and then Mooney was taken off for Plasma. A. Good to see Plasma. A. I thought Plasma had done really well. Okay. Uh, when he come on, fair enough. And yeah, and then so so basically the ball Port Vale are attacking us. Uh, we then pick pick up the loose ball. Plasmati uh, is it, the ball comes out to Plasmati uh, in midfield, um, and basically he feeds. He then drives forward and feeds Cox, who's out on the uh, on the left wing. Yeah, uh, Cox, as it is, Cox um, keeps driving, doesn't he? He drives. Yeah, yeah, forward, he drives forward. Looks drives up. Forward, yeah. They're backing off of him. So, so uh, yeah, that, that, commentary, like that, that commentary is quite worthy of the goal. Great hit by Cox. Just smashed it, didn't they? Smashed it. Their keeper gets a hand to it. I think maybe a better keeper is saving that. Yeah. It, a great hit and nothing taken away from Cox, but I think probably a Barnsley keeper or the Bristol City keeper is going to save that. Great hit. Cox straight to Theo. And at that point, game over. Game done. 3-1. 
Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that was a... It was an awesome reaction from Josh Wright as well. And I think yes. that's probably a massive frustration and tension release as well. Yes. So Cox looked visibly delighted, obviously. He jumped onto Theo. So Cox ran off into the corner. That's where the camera goes. But Josh Wright actually was making a run and continued his run to like the touchline of the yeah. south stand and was kind of making fist pumps at the south stand and shouting, kind of yeah. like, get in there. Come yeah, on. great to see Josh Wright. Um, at Paul Staines 86, then sent us a funny tweet saying, can we have Bianca Westwood at our games now every week? Lol, we love you. I don't think she replied to that. No, but she replied to the other one, didn't she? She she, she said something along the lines of, it's not me, I've only been here yeah, once, yeah, I've seen you win week, or yeah. something. And uh, then, um, after that, Dagnall then hits the bar. Yeah, he should have, again, maybe he should have scored, he had a hat-trick of, of chances that maybe other strikers would have put away. Um, unlucky to hit the bar, he kind of went to love the keeper. Maybe, maybe he should have kind of slotted it, but yeah. hit the bar. And then, what, probably one of the highlights of the day, if not the highlight of the day for me, Lloyd James coming on for Jake Taylor. James got an amazing reception from it the is. crowd. Thanks to Luke at Luke BR nineteen ninety eight who filmed it and tweeted us it and put it on our Twitter feed. So if you want to watch that, if you want it at the game and you want to see something to make the tears on the back of the neck stand up, have a look at that. It's yeah. a great moment. Great to see James um, back he, out. He got about ten minutes, didn't he? He did, he, and he, he really appreciated it at the end as well. He was, yeah, he was really good. Clapping everyone. Really good. Yeah, it was Fair really play, good to see. Good to see you back, mate. And then we kind of come to be see out the match and get a priceless three-one win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, real, real game of two contrasting halves. I think. Uh, I think everyone would agree. The second half being the much better one, more passion, focus, and intensity being shown on the pitch. We really do have decent strength in depth when Nathan Clark can come on and shift Scotty C out to right back with, with ease and people just come in and slot in so nicely. I think we've got to start every game like we started the second half if we're to move out and away from the bottom four. We've got a big, big, big winnable game coming up on, on uh, Wednesday the 1st of April against Coventry. It's a must win for both clubs. Um, sending offs, uh, but just sort of going back to the game, sending offs will always change games and I think we definitely had the advantage this time and we, you know, we really yeah. made it count when Previously this season, we've gone down to uh, played against teams that have gone down to ten men and ended up uh, losing. So, um, also, when was the last time we had two penalties in the I game? I can tell you that, mate. Go on. Swindon home last year. Okay. Lloyd, Lloyd James scored both. It was down both down our end. No, okay. they weren't. Yeah, but yeah. It was Swindon okay. last year. Fair play. One for the Statos, though. Yeah, one for the Statos. Also, that we didn't mention, there were rumours that Baldry kicked a pigeon that was on the pitch. Have you seen that? Oh, I heard something about some <laughs> pigeons, heard, and think, then the pigeon, it looked like they weren't sure if it had died or something, and then it ended up flying around the south stand. Apparently, Baldry might have kicked it, is, really? is the rumour. If anyone knows if Baldry did kick a pigeon or saw him do it, let us know, it's genius. Wow, <laughs> just don't tell the RSPCA. <laughs> My thoughts, uh, despite a very poor first half, it was a great win and a great second half performance that sets us up nicely for the busy Easter period. First half was awful, team looked tired, lethargic, uninterested, and we looked like relegation material. Uh, I don't know what Fabio gave to the team at half-time, but can he give it to them every week? Second half was brilliant, though. We cut them open at will. First penalty was definitely penalty, definitely sending off. And at one, we really seized the moment. At 3-1, there was plenty of confidence in the team and completely unrecognisable from the first half. It was great to see Lloyd James get on as well. I also think that Clark needs to start because without him, we are missing a leader on the pitch. And I thought that was really obvious in the first half when we conceded at quite a few corners and no one was saying anything. Yeah. Cuthbert wasn't directing the defence. I think that Clark is needed for all Clark's thoughts. He's a good leader of men. And you need a leader when you've got a relegation battle. 
I don't know who should be dropped, and that's not my choice, but you need Clark on the pitch because without him and without Vincelo at the moment, there's no leaders. They're all very quiet. Right. So as a, those are our views. Your views at K showing, so the vital three points won today, but despite the win, still not a convincing show in the first half at home. But a win is a win. That's, ex- that's all that matters. Yep. At Chris A.V. Wood says, obviously a very needed win. Was this a half-time pep talk that made the difference? Yeah, quite possibly. At John W. 999. So as long as we get a red card, two penalties and an own goal for the rest of the season, we'll be fine. <laughs> At Pank P007 says, A chaotic win and gorgeous strike from Dino failed to mask the shortcomings of this nervous, fragmented side. Yeah. That's a very uh, yeah profound thing to say. At Ben LFC, who was actually mentioned in the programme for his character caricatures. Yeah, so if, you, if you've got a programme, have a look at those. Um, chipped in and said, still didn't play well. But got what was required, which was three points. I'll take that. I'll take the points over the performance any day of the week at this stage. Absolutely. Yep. At Chris Kane underscore nineteen ninety two says poor first half with no cutting edge. Inspired in second, and had luck with us for a change. Good seeing Lloydie back too. Yep. Sorry, I'm stu- I can't read properly tonight. At Giorgio Irwin seventy seven said a great performance. Um, second half looked very confident. Great to see Jamesy back also. At best snooker JP says very entertaining game today. We're still improving, so let's back the boys on Wednesday. They come on you O's. Yep. And at Bazal seventy three said surely Simpson deserves a start in place of Dagnall. Dagnall just seems to be missing so many chances. That was his tweet. And he took a bit of stick for that on Twitter. He so did. we we didn't get involved. We kind of like putting tweets out and people's opinions to see kind of what feedback that engages. And that a lot of people fed back and a lot of people were quite annoyed. Were very pro Dagnall. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. For me, Dagnall works very hard, will graft his socks off for you. Yeah. But he won't take away. He won't put away every chance that he no, gets. No, he needs like fifty chances to score a goal, and you can't in our position really have that. He had three. He's hit the post yeah. twice. He's had he's had a save by the keeper where he's done all right. Save. He's hit the target keeper, saved it. He's had a pretty basic chance where he's hit the post. Yeah, and then he's had a oh, a pretty basic chance again where he's hit the bar. You know, he works hard, but does his work rate kind of? He's a striker. Does his he work, work rate hard, kind of be a mask over the cracks that he misses chances that he should be hitting away? Anyway, if you've got any opinions on that, let us know. Um, a guy who sits behind us, Warren, who wasn't there yesterday, he's he is away at the moment. He texts Paul. He, um, he ended up texting in, yeah. And he, he's not a fan of Dagnall. He said the hard-working Dagnall was at the bar and post and should have scored both. But because he runs around, no one complains. There you go. So uh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. You know, we'll always different put, perspective. We'll always put points out there, even if we don't agree with them. It, yeah. It, they're great points. So player ratings that me and Paul agreed on. Should we do one at a time? Go. Gave Chizak a seven. Made some great saves. Yeah, absolutely. Sawyer, six, did okay. Obviously, you know, at fault for their goal. Yeah, cuff, but five. Thought you didn't do enough as captain in the first half. Baldry gave a 6-2, was more solid, although Pope was beating him in the air consistently. Yeah, O'Neill, exposed at will in the first half. Not enough cover from Taylor, question mark. Yep. Yep, Cox, uh, seven, great goal, although poor passing um, in the first half. Right, got a six from us, solid, but a very poor first half. Interestingly, the Football League paper gave just right a four. Yeah, Probably a little bit disingenuous on their part. Uh, Bartley, seven and a half. Thought he was very good today. Personally, I thought he would be my man of the match. He's our man of the match. I know Cox is great gold and his assist and whatnot, but Bartley's work often goes... Absolutely. Taylor got a six. He did all right. Major involvement in the second goal. I'm not sure he's 100% fit um, and didn't cover enough well in the first half. Yeah. Um, Mooney a six as well he scored didn't get the best of service though but he tried yep Dagnall six maybe should have got seven but we gave him a six done everything but score won the penalty that changed everything 
Absolutely. So that leaves us at 22nd in the Skybet Football League 1. Yep. Uh, we've played now 38 games. We've only won 11. We've drawn 9 and lost 18, which means we've got 42 points. And surprisingly, for the bottom half of the table, we have got uh, a goal difference of minus 4. But just to come back to the game, Fabio Liverani said, we did get a bit of luck with the second goal, but we also hit the post three times. So I don't think we're indebted to luck. Which I thought was quite. Uh, yeah. That's from courtesy of the Football League paper. Yep. Um, and also the uh, Port Vale manager said, as soon as he gave the penalty, we have our backs against the wall. He said, it's a penalty, but whether it's a sending off, I don't know because the man was going away from goal. Yeah. Sorry, just to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cover that I think that was a sending off. So basically, in the league, if we win our game in hand, we'll be out of the relegation zone and goal difference. And if we win on Wednesday, we start to put pressure on other teams because if we win on Wednesday. We'll be 18th in the league. We will. We'll so, have crew. Wednesday is huge. It's big. We'll come on to that in a minute. So positives and a negatives from the week. Positives for us. Lloyd James returning. Great to see. Three points after a terrible first half, which at half-time, no one thought we would be getting those. So that's great to see. And for me, Marvin Bartley. Yeah. Marvin Bartley. Marvin Bartley, baby. Marvin Bartley. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, negatives. No leadership in the first half. Basics of football in the first half weren't there. And, and Bichetti's half-time rant. Yeah, so big negatives there, actually, that needs to yeah. kind of be addressed massively. Our hero of the week, probably not surprised after his tribute just previously. Yeah. Marvin Bartley does his job effectively, uh, which and he goes without credit or notice most of the time. I thought, yeah, I thought when players' heads were going down in the first half, he kept his up and he was he was strong in the first half and as well. Come in and, and replace Romain Vincelo, yes. I think big quite shoes, seamlessly. Big shoes to fill, filling them well. So, as we say, on Wednesday, we've got Coventry away, who are 17th and in good form. They've got 46 points from 39 games. A game we can't lose uh, as a win for Coventry. We'll pull, we'll pull them away from the drop zone. Uh, we will both be there. Um, I hope we get huge travelling support. Uh, if you're going, see you there. Yeah. Safe journey there and back, everybody. Absolutely. And, and then Easter Monday. Monday yeah. yeah, Easter Monday, joining them at home. <coughs> 14th in the league, and amazingly, they're only five points off the playoffs. They had a little bit, yeah, they had a little bit of a run under Justin Edinburgh. Absolute crazy. And they've absolute, done quite well. Absolute crazy. So for us, that's about it for this week. Thanks for joining us for episode 32. As always, look forward to hearing from you. So send in your tweets, your Instagrams, your emails, and sing up for the boys. If you see us on Wednesday, we'll be wearing our Outlook podcast badges, or I will. Yeah, as always. I will. <laughs> so yeah, so as always, keep calm. Listen to your Outlook podcast. And up the O's. Up the O's. Yeah. <laughs>